Adopting Digital Technology, a podcast exploring the integration of Microsoft 365 at the SickKids Foundation, Toronto, Canada. Technology is, for lack of a better word, a great tool. We've always used tools to make our lives easier. Think of your list of home improvement projects, and then imagine taking them on without the correct tools. Sure, a shoe can be used to drive a nail into a wall, but a hammer is much better. And when it comes to assembling furniture from Sweden, an Allen key is the only proper solution. When it comes to work at the SickKids Foundation, our toolbox is our computer, tablet, or smartphone, and the tools they hold are digital. And the best digital tool we have is Microsoft 365. It has changed the way we work. It saves time, provides a variety of solutions, and supports a flexible work environment. But as with all tools, for them to work, you must use them. So that was actually one of the things that I really wanted to get this organization to, with support of my boss, was to make it so that people could sort of work from wherever they happen to be. Um, and to my mind, the best way to do that, and probably the least disruptive way to do that, was to actually use Microsoft 365. Today we are speaking with Derek Sutton, Director, Infrastructure, and Enterprise Architecture. Part of his job is to promote digital technology at SickKids Foundation. When he first came to the foundation, he found that while everyone was using the standard Microsoft Office applications, they had not yet fully tapped into all of what Microsoft 365 had to offer. His strategy to improve use was straightforward. So um, within the first sort of year, um, we sort of embarked on getting everything, everybody onto the platform um, and having it available. And then since then, it's really for the last, I'd say, three years, it's been sort of a sort of slow, steady progression with a um, with a real jump uh, two and a half years ago, for reasons you can imagine, uh, of sort of getting people used to it um, and starting to actually kind of use, use, the, use those tools. And the fact that we could use them freely, we didn't have a lot of the same sort of restrictions that you might have at um, a pharmaceutical company or at a bank. Um, and some sort of other organizations, we we're able to really pursue it um, many ways the way it's sort of like meant to be used, right? To really bring things closer to people so that when you're working, you're able to get to, with sort of the least amount of barriers possible, to get to the information and the work and the communication that you need. SickKids Foundation is committed to innovation. The organization put its confidence in the IT team, and this in turn played a big part of the success of Microsoft 365 adoption. They really look for us to lead the way. So they were trusting that when we wanted to introduce some of this technology, they weren't telling us no. So we were able to move forward with adopting it and trying to do it in a way that was really phased. And I think that was kind of the key. So because it's one of the things that attracted me to, to working here, one of the things that continues to attract me working here um, is the fact that we're able to do things. We're the decision makers. There's not a lot of institutional barriers. Of course, with any change, there are challenges. But as Derek points out, a phased introduction followed by first-class support is key to making the rollout work. It really becomes more an issue of change management. So we aim to do things in such a way that's not going to be super disruptive and then kind of phase it in over time. So get everybody onto Microsoft 365. That was, you know, with a few bumps along the road, pretty straightforward. Now everything's available. That doesn't mean that everybody's immediately going to start using it, but it's available. Uh, and that's where then we start to say, okay, do you know about Teams? Do you know about OneDrive? 
uh, starting to get people, especially using some of the basics, just starting to message each other, ping each other, say, hey, are you available? Can we have a quick chat? So we saw a real transformation over the course of you know, a couple years. The integration of Microsoft 365 has become so complete that the traditional image of the office desk with the telephone front and center is actually becoming a rare sight at the foundation. Just finished actually renewing our office phone contract. And I can tell you that the number of people saying, well, I don't need, I don't need a phone at my desk anymore um, is dramatically higher. I think probably more than 50% of the organization says they don't need it because we use Teams when we have to talk with each other. And in fact, when I need to talk to somebody externally, most of the time we'll set up a Teams meeting for it, or they'll set one up with me. It's so rare. I think I've had one meeting in the last two and a half, three years where somebody gave me a phone call, said, here, I'm, I'll call, what number can I call you at? And I was like, really? You're going to call me? This seems strange. Um, and I had that. And most people are the same way. As Derek pointed out earlier, adoption of digital tools was accelerated by the events of the last two years. However, now that the impact of the pandemic on day-to-day -day business declines, is there the chance that people go back to the way they worked before? I see further embrace of it, even folks who, and when I talked about change management, and that's one of the big things that we're trying to do here now is to get to the point where everybody's using it now in terms of how they communicate with each other. So folks that I never would have expected, people who would email me one word sort of emails uh, to ask if, oh, hey, can, can you chat or something like that, right? For, for a while in recent months, now they're finally sending me a message on Teams. It's made it so that no matter where people are, everybody can communicate and kind of contact and kind of share with each other. And that's something that when I came here would have been completely impossible. That if you couldn't be in the office, if the office was not available to you, in many ways you were, you may have your email, sure you can have a phone call, but in many ways you'd be, you'd be kind of cut off. So now we have people that work from Nova Scotia, that work from Edmonton, uh, and that's something that we simply wouldn't have been able to do. So far we've heard about the successful use of Teams and its tremendous impact on how work at the foundation is done. Does Microsoft 365 offer other applications that can have a similar impact? So the utilization of SharePoint is something that's really kind of changed things in the last year or so. And this is where I see a lot of the new interest kind of coming in. People are much more comfortable using Teams. I think there's a lot more functionality we can get out of it. And people are starting to explore or be exposed to some of the other things that Microsoft 365 has to offer. SharePoint is the one place where people are now, especially in the past year, starting to see and engage more with it. The foundation's intranet became a key vehicle in showing the advantages of using SharePoint. Their intranet was static in nature, with the burden of keeping it up to date with new information falling on too few people. The challenge was keeping it up to date and engaging, using the resources of more contributors. So working with our communications team in the past year, to really get people engaging with the intranet more. And as they're doing that, and they know that that's SharePoint, that's really sparking more interest to people saying, so tell me how we can use it. So more and more parts of the organization utilizing it to, um, to highlight their own information, things that they want to share with, the, um, with everybody else. So we're starting to see more and more of that. It's starting to kind of accelerate a little bit. And so we kind of want to keep that momentum going. 
and as well as helping people, those parts of the organization that um, need assistance, the need to figure out, say, listen, this is great that we can use the, the, the info hub to get some information or to share some information, but we still need to figure out how to best utilize Teams for our group, how to best make it so that we can do our jobs in the kind of the most efficient way. So it's going to be kind of both those sorts of things, kind of broad-based, getting people um, utilizing SharePoint more, trying to take advantage of it to really kind of highlight information, share things, make it easy for people to find stuff. And then also some things that might be more basic. While adoption rate has been strong, there are still knowledge gaps to fill, concepts to explain, and users to encourage. There's a lot of different ways we have to try to address that. In some cases, it might be training that's offered. So we'd have one of my staff members, Lil, would do sort of ad hoc training for people. Say, hey, I'm getting a lot of questions about stuff. Uh, and would sort of hold a, like a lunch and learn sort of session to kind of answer questions, things like that. When it comes to people new to the organization, one cannot make the assumption they know the technology. We're trying to figure out ways to engage people when they start at the organization within the first month or so, sort of take them through some of the different tools and how we use them here so that they're, they can feel kind of comfortable with that. One of Derek's next goals is to scale up training. Take what made one-on-one -on -one training successful and translate it to a bigger audience. It's starting to accelerate more now. And so the goal of what we have now is to, is to scale it. And I think that's the challenge that we're trying to address now is the fact that it can't just be one person because it kind of has been. Um, you know, one person working with different people to kind of one-on-one -on -one or in small groups to figure it out. We need to figure out a way to, um, to make it more available to more people in different ways so that as it starts to accelerate, it starts to scale up. We can kind of keep up with that. We can keep getting people the information that they need so that we can start, so we can be more productive. Um, we can kind of do it better. We can really engage with people. Throughout the pandemic, Virtual lectures, webinars, and remote donor events all became the new normal at the foundation. And then we started to move towards uh, people got comfortable using technology and realizing I can actually do this. I can figure it out. So then we just became sort of we were there to help if needed. There's some questions that need to be answered. But people really started to take it up on their own. And so we were able to run board meetings and um, these small donor events and things like that without a ton of IT assistance. In fact, Derek points out that the involvement of IT in the planning of these events decreased substantially as the users learned and embraced the technology. This is what we need to move towards sort of for the whole organization. People be able, being able to take advantage of these tools you know, in the right ways, maybe with a bit of guidance, but not needing to kind of come to IT to say, hey, I need to do X, I need to do Y, can, 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 you, can you help me? That they can actually be able to do some of these things themselves. Um, and that's part of where, so now we do have, you know, in certain things, we do have people around the organization that are the ones that, hey, we need to do this, this remote sort of donor event. There may be a question for IT, but ultimately they can really handle it themselves and they don't need us to be there kind of acting as their kind of safety blanket. So that's kind of what we're trying to move towards. The challenge is now everything's kind of shifting a bit. Now it's sort of kind of half in, half out, half remote, half in person. And so it's a whole new set of challenges that we're trying to figure out. And so we're kind of get some folks kind of, kind of coming back to us saying, okay, now we're going to do this big hybrid meeting. What do we do? How do we do it? And kind of working through that with them, right?
It's clear the adoption of these digital tools provides great flexibility and time-saving for both the donor and the foundation. Having the ability to be able to meet with people virtually and everybody accepting that, that this, it's not just going to be some subpar experience, but it's actually, it can be a meaningful kind of conversation and connection, especially if it's just something where you just need to connect with someone for a few minutes. And Derek is eager to see how this technology will affect the nature of future meetings. And so I'm very curious to see as things start to shift around over the course of the next, you know, months to a year, what does that hybrid look like? How often are you now going to meet someone in person because that's what you want to do versus being able to still maintain some of those connections virtually because it allows you to use your time a lot more efficiently? So, does Derek have any advice for adapting these new technologies? I mean, the first thing would be to say, don't be afraid. It's natural. You've been operating a certain way for, for a while. Uh, to, to be a little leery of sort of something new, it can seem complex. But ultimately, the way these tools work and the way they're intended to work, the way we want them to work, is it should be relatively simple. And as it becomes easier to use, the positive impact of digital tools on the work done by the foundation will only grow. This goes beyond just 365. 365 is a tool or a platform that everybody in the organization uses every single day when they're working, right? Which is why we're kind of highlighting it. But it's also, in some ways, it's a, it's a, it's a gateway platform. You know, sort of it's get comfortable with this technology and with different aspects of it because there's a lot of other stuff out there, whether it's something around, uh, you know, analytics, whether it's something around targeting, whatever it happens to be. Uh, if you're just generally more comfortable with technology, then you're going to be more open to some of those things. And that's how we get to some of the more I'll call kind of like higher order things, things that are going to maybe directly impact how you're going to reach out to, you know, donor groups and things like that. So that's kind of what we want to get to. This is really, this is kind of a stepping stone to that sort of thing. This has been Adopting Digital Technology, a podcast exploring the integration of Microsoft 365 at the SickKids Foundation, Toronto, Canada. Our guest has been Derek Sutton, Director, Infrastructure and Enterprise Architecture. Thanks for listening.